Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Debbie Josendale. Debbie is a human design specialist, Gallup Strengths coach, and business strategist. Woo, Debbie, <laughs> you're going to have to tell us what all this means. This, I mean, business strategist, I probably get a sense of that, but human design specialist and Gallup strengths coach. Yeah. Tell us, what does what, this mean? What does this mean? <laughs> yeah, this is why I want to talk to you. I'm like, well, I, I want to design some humans. <laughs> well, um, well, how about if I start with... Um, I'm going to start with Gallup strengths okay. first. Okay. So, um, Gallup strengths is actually what's called the Strengths Finder Assessment. Um, some people in the audience might know this. Some people might have taken it because, as of today, I think um, 30 million people around the world have taken the Strengths Finder Assessment. Hmm. And I first took it when it came online because I'm an assessment junkie. Uh, Online and available to the to the public in about I think it was about the year 2000 2002, and um, it is based on the work of um, Dr. Donald Clifton, who was a World War II vet, was studying psychology, went away to World War II, came back, finished psychology, got his degree, started practicing, and. A combination of both being in the war and seeing kind of that, and then practicing, he, he noticed, like, we always focus on what's wrong with people, like, and and the negative, like war is kind of negative, not kind of, it is negative. Yes, yeah. And, and then psychology is always focusing on, like, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you normal? And so he got really curious about asking a different question which is, what if we focused on what is right about people? What if we focused on, like, what are their strengths? Now, he wasn't using the word strengths at that point, but he was got really curious about what could this look like? So that started him on this 20-year uh, this study journey that he did with a big team of people. And it end, it, the study ended up identifying... 34 traits or strengths, if you will. And um, and what the assessment does is it lists your strengths from your strongest to the weakest or the hardest one to you for you to access. And um, for many years, you can only do this assessment with a psych through a psychologist. Okay. But because of technology and other advancements, now you can do it online and you can get this incredible report uh, you just go you take the assessment uh, there's a fee for it I think the fee for the full 34 which is what I would recommend there's you can do like your top five strengths or the full 34 which gives you a lot of comprehensive information um, and um, uh, I think it's forty nine dollars or something like that, but um, anyway, I um, I was really intrigued with this when I first took it because this idea of focusing on what's right about people um, really 
has kind of always been my jam, you know, my MO. I'm definitely a half glass full kind of person. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm with you. My whole life I've been accused of being a Pollyanna. Like you always look on the bright side of things. And so there's, there's something cool about optimism. Yes, you know? yes, optimism is good. I mean, not to say there aren't hard times. It's not like right. we're running through the world but right. like everything's happy, everything's happy. No, right. there's no, hard no, times. no, no. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. also getting out of the hard times and being like, I'm optimistic. I'm going to figure this out. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you, when you took this test, were you surprised at all by some of your strengths? Did you well, go, this, didn't even know I had that one? Yeah, yeah. It was really interesting. Uh, and, the, and the reason why I became a strengths coach, which was several years later, because at the time that I took this, I was actually an executive uh, running an IT consulting organization. And um, what was... What was so interesting to me when I took this is one of my top uh, five strengths uh, was um, something that, you know, I was I was absolutely shocked that it was a strength because it has to do with the ability to rearrange information and reorganize it so like you tell a better story and mm-hmm. everything kind of works together better and all this other stuff and i i although i was running an it organization my uh, expertise was not technology like i couldn't write a line of code uh, that was not my deal i understood like how technology worked and i right. could i could like talk about it at this level but I was never the one that was you know implementing I was the relationship person the marketing person etc but what I would do in we would be writing these proposals for very large you know multi-million dollar projects and so we'd sit in these big huge team meetings and people would be like well I think we should do this and we need to do this and I I could never contribute to that because it was technology and that wasn't my deal but what I would do at the end is I would like whoop, whoop, we need to say this we need to write this we need to make this go like this and we need to da 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 so that it all worked together in this really beautiful way and I thought that that was like you know, cut and paste kindergarten work. And so I was always kind of like embarrassed about it. Hmm. And and it turns out that it actually is a strength. And um and and it is a powerful tool at helping to take all that information and put it into a different way so that it became really easy to understand and follow the flow. Well, and yeah, because you're helping people to organize all the thoughts. That That's right. a great strength. Right. But the thing about it is, is that you have to put this in context of like 22 years ago um, when technology was still like it wasn't in the palm of our hands. It mm-hmm. wasn't ubiquitous right. with everything that we do, like right, what we're right, doing right. right now. And... And technology was still really driven by, you know, understanding the technology. Mm -hmm. And so this idea of, like, taking a proposal and, like, making it, you know, great and da-da-da-da-da didn't wasn't seen as something that was valuable. Yeah, we just want to know what the code is. We just want to know what's the solution. Is it going to do what I need for it to do and how much is this going to cost? That is so true. And I, because I mean, I remember when the internet first started, you know, like when we, when people, regular old people started using the internet. (laughs) And I remember um, at one point asking people like, what, what is the cloud? 
Where, where, <laughs> where is, is it? it? What does that mean? <laughs> like I just the concept of the cloud. I just because I I would see all these graphs and I would see the picture of the cloud. And be like internet cloud, and I'm like where. Where is it? Is it up in the sky somewhere? This is so interesting. I mean, it's like I just couldn't get it in my head what that meant. Right. You know. Right. Right. Totally. So so what happened for me is this thing that I had been like trying to like kind of like keep down on the down low and not, you know, not really like think, woohoo, I'm so yeah. great, um, turned out to be a strength. And when I saw that, um, I was like, oh my gosh, this is simply amazing. So I, be, so I really got into, into that. Mm-hmm. So fast forward several years later, I decided to um, pursue an entrepreneurial um, experience, if you will. And um, I, as part of that, I decided to become a strengths coach because at this point in time, that this it had evolved where now they had this whole program where you could become get certified become a strengths coach and I just felt so strongly about it that um, and wanting to use it in in my uh, in my work that I was doing with entrepreneurs service-based business owners but even for a, it seems like it'd be great for a resume builder yeah you totally. know like you Absol- could be like here are my strengths yeah I, right I for sure know they're my strengths right and then assessment. and then giving examples <laughs> well then you give example you know you would correlate you know, so it, it would be it, it it's great uh, as a tool for what you're talking about. Not so much to say, you know, well, I'm I'm my top strength is strategic. Number one is strategic and followed right. by positivity. It's more um, understanding what your sweet spot is and then correlating. Here's how that has shown up in the work that I have done. Here is how I approach the work. Here are the successes. Here are the things I've done. And then the other thing that is amazing about it is, is that it also gives you um, uh, a clue, a very strong clue about what kind of job is right for you. So, and that's always helpful because sometimes we, we're like, what am I, what should I do? You right. Know? And, right. But believe me, there's a place for you, but right. finding it sometimes is difficult. Right. So then, is human design specialist like a step up from that or a different? No, it's just a complement to it. So, okay. so what ended up happening is um, I got introduced to this thing called human design about four years ago through a friend. And I'm like, what is, what is this? I and, like the name of it. And so, <laughs> well, it's what's really interesting about it. Um, it is another way to assess your strengths. Um, if you will, it's it's that's not really how we necessarily you know, exclusively talk about it. But what it does is it, it looks at your design, your specific design from an energetic standpoint. Mm. And I like this. And it is it, it's it's totally um, uh, amazing because it provides you with so much detail and information about how to utilize what I consider is our most valuable asset as individuals, and that is your energy. Mm -hmm. So we can't see our energy, but like you and I, we can feel, I can feel your energy, you can feel my energy, but we can't 
see what is it that I'm sharing with you and that you're sharing with me. And that's exactly what human design creates a, a picture of. It's called the body graph. And it's, it's done. Um, so the opposite of strengths, which is really scientific-based, mm-hmm. uh, human design is based on um, four ancient wisdoms and quantum physics. Okay. So human design is, is a mashup, if you will, a mishmash. A mishmash. I like it. I love it <laughs> A already. mishmash of um, astrology, um, the uh, chakra system, the Chinese book of wisdom called the I Ching. And for anybody that's not familiar with that, that was written about 5,000 years yeah. ago. And it, it kind of talks about the 64 flavors, if you will, of consciousness, uh, which it's very intriguing that it was written so many years ago. And it's it's like so relevant. It's been relevant since it was written, which is fascinating. But And then um, the Kabbalah, uh, which is the sort of Jewish uh, mysticism tree of light. Right. Um, so those wisdoms and then um, and then combined with quantum physics. And when you put this all, you stir it all up in a pot and you put in your uh, your birth date, the time of your birth, and uh, where you were born, um, this image, which is called a body graph, is created. And when we when we do that, what what uh, I'm able to do as a, as a trained analyst is to look at look at that chart and begin to tell you the story about your energy and how your energy plays with the world how at the the most basic level the most important thing about human design is understanding um, how to make decisions that serve your energy so if anybody listens to abraham hicks abraham hicks talks a whole bunch about swimming upstream versus swimming downstream Right, right right and so this literally gives you the methodology, the steps you need to take to learn to make decisions that keep you swimming downstream. It's like being in the flow. Being right? in the flow. Being, being in, in the flow. flow. Yeah. And then it, it the, the next layer of it is it provides you with a view of your strengths from a different perspective. And that perspective has to do with um, different a, a way that your energy is configured that you can count on consistently. And your energy profile would be very different from my energy profile. Mm-hmm. But when you understand how what your strengths are, that is really powerful in in understanding how you show up in the world and how to better manage yourself. So it's a it's a it's a very different view than like strengths finder, which gives you like these very specific like my number one is strategic, followed by maximizer. Maximizer, by the way, is the strength I just described when I was telling you that I didn't know I had this thing mm-hmm. uh, to make everything better. It's called maximizer, and my, that's my particular flavor is being able to take information and make it understandable and turn it into a story. And then um, connectivity, so and so on and so forth. So there's this very specific, these specific kinds of strengths and human design um, 
is is a little more um, I would say esoteric that the names and some of the some of the the phraseology is not quite as succinct but when you go through it um, with someone like me or there are some um, do-it-yourself books that you can buy to do it you know right. to do it your own self you begin to get this understanding of what is your consistent energy that you can rely on day in and day out and that is that that represents what you radiate out into the world and then there's this other part which is what do you absorb from others Mm -hmm. and so this is a very fascinating part of this because we all know we're conditioned in different ways by society by our family maybe by religion by you know all kinds of things that right. that we're we're conditioned by and so what human design does is it helps you then to see how you're conditioned and how you take in energy from the world and how it may show up in how you are using your energy and living your life in a way that is swimming upstream that is really not supporting your best self right and if you so does it help people because i you know i mean i know that this is a um it it's it's a it's a journey to figure this out within yourself is when you're taking on other people's energies that are not yours or you're feeling other people's like the, the empath right right um and being and so does it help people to understand that because you know, a lot of people don't know that they are taking on other people's energies. That's they, right. They have, they have no idea that, you know, wow, this isn't even me. This is somebody, this is so-and-so right. that, you know, and and keeping your energy system clean, I'm going to use that word, is a That's exa- huge deal. Um, I mean, I know that over the years that I would, I started being able to distinguish, I'd be like, this isn't me. What? what's going on that I'm feeling this way? Because I, I know this is not me. And then I began to be able to understand how to basically let that go. That's not mine. It's, it's I don't need to hold on to that. That has, you know, that's somebody else's. Let's let that go. And um, it really does make you feel lighter when right. you can be that way in the world. Yeah. Well, it does exactly that. And what's super cool about it is... So almost everybody, when I when I go through, like I call them a human design unpack, which mm-hmm. is a pro, you know a sit down of like okay here's your chart and let's start working through this, unpack this. Um, almost nobody, I, I haven't ever had anybody say to me that doesn't sound like me. It, it's everybody is like, oh my god, now I get it. And so what's uh, what's nice. kind of what's interesting about it and to your point, Mish, is um, it because you now have made the invisible mm-hmm. visible. So you just described a scenario of knowingness. And all of us, particularly as we mature and we stumble and scrape our knees and get back up and you're like what i don't want to keep doing this like yeah. come on this, this I, there's got how i want to there's feel gotta or be, be a, right there's now. Got, and, that, yeah. and then that causes us you know to have reflection and 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 start to discern some things but what is so amazing about human design is it takes the invisible it makes it visible it takes that 
knowingness, Mm -hmm. which is not always grounded in a solid foundation of truth. You're just like, I think this is right for me. But, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's not it doesn't have kind of the oomph of like I read it in a book somewhere. Right. But when we look at your chart, all of a sudden you're like, totally right for me. And so when you're able to then embody that at a deeper level, which is what happens, then this is where you move from being sort of um, uh, wobbly with a little bit of strength, but wobbly about, I'm just going to let that go into skilled mastery of yourself right. of managing your energy and it and, yeah. and you don't even waste you, you need to get to where you're not taking in the energy right right that's and you, the, that's and the you step wait, right and you wait and you no longer waste any time or precious energy on going well well is that really should i be concerned about this should, you know is i feel so bad about this and, right and so um, you can get a lot more done too. I, I I feel like one of the biggest parts of that is that now it's almost like you're not wasting time. You're putting your time and energy into something that's really moving you forward, right? As opposed to, and I mean, I know this is hard for the non meditators to take in, but I'm telling you, you know, the meditation really does help you to better organize organize your brain better organize everything and you know those when you say you don't have time to meditate you actually should meditate a whole bunch because that means that you are like you're you're just your energy is like all over the place as opposed to really being able to focus it you know a focused four hours is there's so much more that can happen in a focused four hours than an unfocused eight hours yeah and, and if you can get to where you're really focusing and you're, it's almost like you just know, like, do I spend time on, no, I'm not, I need to spend time on this. I need to, it's like, you just kind of get into this really beautiful place where you can get a whole bunch done and then you have time to do other things. Right. You know? Well, that really correlates perfectly to a really important concept in human design. And that is what human design teaches is that Making decisions with your head is the worst way to make a decision. And we're all taught. To, yeah. We are all conditioned Let and taught. Let me think. Let we're me conditioned think. and I taught. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's like, just do it. Like, just do it. And what human design says is your head is useful for inspiration, for conceptualization, for ideas, for stuff like that. But it's your body. When we move your decision-making into your body and we get a handshake between your head and your body, Mm -hmm. then that's how you begin to make decisions that are right for you. And grounded. And grounded. And so meditation is a similar um, modality in that meditation is all about learning how to get out of your head Mm -hmm. and get more into your body so that when you come out of meditation you've got this balance and that's that's when your energy you know where you can feel that what human design gives you this goes back to uh, decision making your decision making tools which are called strategy and authority and it gives you the exact 
protocol of how you make decisions that create harmony between your head and your and your body so that the decisions that you're making all day long create flow right and that in and of itself is what creates even more energy because you're no longer fighting against something you're not pushing up the hill right um, you're at the top of the hill in joy you right. know and in, and in flow so it's a there's a real common um, uh, connection between meditation and and the, the practice of meditation and human design um, again I think that what is unique about human design and the reason why I could I, like I had to go in all the way. I wasn't planning on going in all the way, but once I um, experienced this learning in my own life, I was like I could not not do this as a core piece of my work and bring you know bring this as uh, a uh, specialist to to the world and to to clients. Um, but it it is this you know again it is this just this notion of being in harmony between your head and your body harmony and and you've got the specific mechanics and understanding and vision so when you go into meditation it 10x's it gotcha because instead of it being sort of like kind of some of the fuzziness you have or the wooziness that you have when you're starting out and you know kind of getting yourself settled down you you're much more intuitive and understanding what that energy is and oh this really isn't meant for me and it becomes so much easier just to release it i love it so you work with entrepreneurs um you know i I started out with an intention to just work with entrepreneurs, but what has ended up happening is um, several people who are, you know, like profession, professional corporate, have a corporate job instead right. of an entrepreneurial right. job. Um, I, I started working with them, and um, and so I. I just decided I don't want to just work exclusively with entrepreneurs. That was my intention because I yeah, love entrepreneurs. everybody needs it. I love entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. I love being an entrepreneur and I, I love that whole journey. But, um, you know, I, I, I feel like um, corporate America gets a bad rap in some ways as being, you know, as being evil. Mm-hmm. And, I don't really think corporate America is oh, evil. Not, yeah, no. Evil. And some and of them maybe, but not all. <laughs> not 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 all of them. And and then there's another part of this that I think is really meaningful, and that is your own entanglement in your own role and how you are creating and responding to your work and how you are engaging in your work. Absolutely, yeah. And so as I started um, doing this work with some, uh, a couple of professionals, um, it was so powerful for them because it's, again, it's the same thing applies. It's, it's, it's understanding how to better use your energy so that when you are in your 
job in your role, you, you you're understanding better how to manage or lead yourself, right? Um, in a way that you're you're engaging um, that creates more positive energy and for you to flourish. Um, so so I so so the answer to the question of who do I work with? It's going to be everybody. everybody. <laughs> well, so, so tell everybody where to find you. How do they find out more about you? You can go to my website, which is Heart Charge Studio. The The URL is um, actually just Heart Charge, H-E-A-R-T-C-H-A-R-G-E.com. And the reason why it's named Heart Charge is because when you bring balance between your mind and your body, you get heart charge. And your heart is the most powerful, magnetic, resonating source in your body. And so that is then what you're, when you've got that balance, that's what you are radiating out. Mm, I love and then that. the business is, my business name is Heart Charge Studio. Studio is because um, it's about playing and experimenting and tr- and seeing how this works well, for you're you. you're designing humans. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're already designed. No, I'm not designing them. They're, you're already, you're already perfect as you are. You are this des- is so true. You are designed already in perfection. So I there Love it. Thank I love you. It. Thank you for this opportunity to visit. It was wonderful. Well, I love no, but now you're not done. Now you've got fun oh. questions. Are you ready? Oh, sure. Now yeah. we're taking our conversation yeah. to a whole other place. Okay. Okay. So I would like for you to share with us like a skill or lesson you learned as a child that to this day you still are like, ah, I, st- I learned that and I still like that. Oh my gosh. I love this question. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> I, um, I have a a music box that I got. My girlfriends bought this for me in seventh grade. And it's uh, a music box of um, Lucy from Snoopy and Lucy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lucy has is standing at this little um, desk thing that's got a sign over it that oh, says, Advice, five, five cents. cents. I love it. And when I was in... Um, uh, eighth grade, uh, my family moved from where we were living at the time, which was Oklahoma City, to Springfield, Missouri. And um, I had this group of girlfriends that we all lived like it was this really sweet, wonderful thing where we all lived next door to each other. And so um, we and we all got along and we were, you know, like, a, you know, uh, we were the this original squad. Um <laughs> <laughs> and um, but anyway, um, my girlfriends always would come and they would knock on the door and um, they'd say, Debbie, can you walk around the block? And that was code word for I need your advice. I need to talk to oh, you about something. Fun. So the answer to your question is um, I have always been someone who other people would come to for to listen and for like guidance Mm -hmm. and what's really fascinating to me about this is that my human design incarnation cross which is what your purpose is 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 um it's the cross of direction and so my purpose is actually all about 
helping others find their direction. I love it. And that has been a life theme my entire life that, you know, I'm like on speed dial. I've been on speed dial for with several people. My entire, what do you think about that? What should I do about this? Da, 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 da. And so, yes, so that little, that little music box that my girlfriends gave me back in eighth grade is like this major symbol about who, about something that's been true for me my entire life that is a strength. Well, so now I have to ask, where is this music box? It's in my office. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, it's been, when I got that, it was such a, it just real. It was hard charge. It it really totally um, you know lit me up, and I have treasured it. My what a great symbol! I love life. it. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's adorable. Yeah. yeah. So, this podcast is about kindness, doing kindness for others, which is exactly what you do with your entire work world, um, and probably every other world of yours. So, share with us a kindness you either received, you gave, you witnessed, just something top of mind around kindness. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. Um, well, I guess I will give this example. This is, this is something, um, that, that actually there's some reciprocity here. Um, and it has to do with one of my best friends who loves her dogs like like they're her children. Like, you know, many dog, dog lovers have that. And she is super passionate about her dogs. And um, one of her, she has, she has, two little dogs and one of them which was super super special to her um died suddenly Hmm. and she called me from the vet's office sobbing saying to me gracie gracie just died i have her in my arms i don't know what to do they want me to leave her here to to you know to um uh Leave cremate her yeah, to right. cremate her yeah. and I but I don't know what to do and I don't want to do that and I don't know what to, I can't even believe she died and she was just sobbing and sobbing and sobbing and I and I was like um you you just need to wrap her up and take her home for a minute because you just you've got to think about this and I'll come over mm-hmm. and so um you know the the kindness I guess I would say is in deeply respecting that this little dog was was a per, was like equivalent to losing a person right and to really sitting with her and her husband and just holding the space for them to just love her and be with her and then being of being in service to them by suggesting that we have like a funeral service for her and that we we you know that that we you know they invite their closest friends who under you know who understood how much they loved Gracie Mm -hmm. and we have a you know a a place in their yard that they could bury her and that we do this whole big sort of healing loving you know experience and that you know I would take care of all the 
help helping with getting food and all that stuff so that so that they didn't have to worry about that so that's i guess that's one example of that's beautiful because you gave them permission to grieve the way they wanted to grieve and you gave her permission to not have to make this decision that was like she wasn't at all prepared to make like when when a when a dog dies suddenly you're you you haven't thought through like okay we're getting to the end this is what this is going to look like and so you you know giving her that permission to like Take time. You don't have to do this right now. Yeah. You don't. Nothing Nothing says you have to do this right now. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. Debbie, thank you so much for all that you do. Oh, thank you. I love it. It's been so fun getting to know you and learning about human design. It's fascinating. <laughs> I love it. It's really cool. It's really cool stuff. Thank you so much for everything. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for the opportunity to, to be on the podcast. And um, and I loved being with you, too. It was Thank amazing. You. Yay. So for everyone out there, you've been listening to Mishmash Podcast. And, uh, you know, you've already been designed well. Learn more about it. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Love you. Bye.